0: How lucky am I? Try this time, leaving, just leaving mouth on me, holla. Cause like every other time, he's always just like, f- fuck. He's climbing on me. He's like clawing me and stuff.
1: Dude, I thought this was the mouth cast. cast.
0: Anyways, uh Anyways, today's guest is Vince. Vince, if you had to describe yourself in three sentences, how would you do it?
1: Oh man, three sentences. Yeah. Can they be run-on
0: sentences? They can, t- dude. Yeah, totally. Oh dang! Is is that a Vietnamese? Does that do run-on sentences exist in Vietnamese? Um,
1: I mean, if you've seen the Ken Jeong like special, not the newest one on Netflix, but the newest one is basically his same stuff as 11 years ago, word for word. The whole bit about Everything Vietnamese is Vietnamese gone. is Korean on weeds. Oh, on weed. that's back. Yeah. It's literally the exact same thing word for what? word. What? So you talk about Ronald Vietnamese sentences, like, I, I can see that.
0: I You know, maybe Ken Jeong has been popping for so long that he's like, yeah, and I was gonna fucking know if I reuse these jokes. But, like, I think he underestimates how hardcore Asian Asian people fan. Uh, like, I was just like, so confused. The fanaticism cause of like, Asian people.
1: Because, like, uh, I saw the clip where he talks about the, you know, that bit. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got married six months ago. And I'm thinking, like, Dude's been married for a hot minute. Like, what is this? Yeah, he's
0: got like a family now. Probably. Yeah. So uh-huh. then I
1: go, I go back and I watch the flex, the special, which came out like you know a month or two ago. Then I went back to the original clip. I noticed, oh oh, two thousand eight. And then I'm like, okay, he's like the same, similar like setup. He's wearing dark suit, all that kind of crap. You know, he's Asian, so he doesn't age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that is true. But I feel like Ken, uh, Doctor Ken, looks. He's. I feel like. It's a lie that, like, Asians just look young until they go old. I think there is an in-between.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a a
0: very gradual. I think Ken's there. He's, like, halfway in between looking young as shit and then ancient as shit. He looks like a 50-year-old Asian man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but that time period starts from when you're, (laughs) like, 30 to when you're, like, 70. And then you hit the ancient-looking, like... When people hit, grand like, when you think of, like, Asian grandparents, they all look like fucking preserved corpses. Oh, they shrink, man. It's crazy.
1: So, so, going back to your original thing about three sentences, you know, I absolutely hate talking about myself. So, let's do this instead. Let's describe each other in three words. In three words. I'll shoot first. Um, I'm going to say, oh, uh, gosh, you are... You're dynamic. Oh. Because, like, you're always popping and doing... All sorts of different things. Like one day you're hitting me up, hey dude, we're doing podcast. Oh hey dude, we're gonna make this like, we're you're gonna we're gonna do this video. We're on slip and slide, and I want someone to pull me by the legs. And I, half the time I'm just like, dude, like you for real. So Thank dynamic is definitely you. Thank you. Do I say one now? If
0: you want. Okay. Um I'm just trying to avoid talking about myself. Oh man, see I can talk about you all day. I talk about you in every episode. What? There's at least like a good like ten minutes when I'm saying something about Vince, but uh for you i think uh i think like determined you know what i mean i think determined is a good word for you um i feel like you really like you really set on your goals and it's like pretty honorable you know what i mean like I feel like... Uh, I like that. We're
1: going back to the whole honorable yeah. the whole Asian thing. <laughs>
0: like, for me, like, going back to my thing, it's like, I'm always switching my goals. So, that's why I'm always like, Vince, let's go do a slip and slide. Vince, let's go find a Nintendo 64. Or, like, Vince, let's uh, let's try to make some cake with almond flour. You know, like, because, like, either one, I get, like I give up on a lot of ideas really quick. Or I get, like, distracted. Or, I don't know. I don't know, Vince. All right. Second word. Okay. You know what? I, I'm going to have to, like, counteract what you said
1: there about how you give up on your ideas and stuff. I think, let's say, it's more as an evolution. So, I would say, if anything, you know, another word for you would be definitely, like, innovative. Because you're not afraid to push the oh. envelope when it comes to, like, different... Like, okay, here's My a, here's, hand here's, is expanding. Here's, here's the best Dude, part, like, so big. Here's the yeah. best part, too. Like, you take the common ideas that have, might have been floating around for a while... You pop it out, and people are like, "Whoa!" You see this new idea that Chan <laughs> came out with, and it's like, "I don't know about that." Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff you, it's. I think you know, you got some clout. You just don't know. You don't recognize it, which is good because you know it keeps your ego in check. I refuse to. Yeah, 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 It keeps your ego in check, but like I think it. you're you're very innovative, and I think that's part of the uh, the idea process is you bounce from one to another, and it gradually evolves. It's not like you're giving up an idea. Like for instance. Chance Advanced Makeup Tutorials is still going to happen. Yeah. It's just going to take place in some other shape or form.
0: Dude, that's probably, like, I think about that idea, it makes me very excited because I've realized I just love making up stuff. And the whole concept of a show where we just make up stuff in, in the fashion of a makeup tutorial is genius. Like, I love it.
1: Hey, that's copyright pending ahead, okay?
0: Whoever's yeah, listening, don't, don't steal that idea. <laughs> All right, second word for you, Vince. I want to say, uh, it's, it's hard because it's a Vietnamese word. You're like, like, it's like comrade almost.
1: Like, is that what that means? Because my mom I'm calls me that all the time. It's always like derogatory when she says it. Is it? She's always like she's always like, oh, the gas home. Oh, the guy's here. Oh, the cat needs this today. And I was like, the way my mom's I mean granted is. It's Maybe Asian she mom. was
0: calling you the guy. <laughs> 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 no, but I think like uh I I that like if I had to try to describe that that word and what it means for me, it's like uh like yeah, it's it is very Vietnamese. It's a very Vietnamese word in in a sense that, like, you always assess each situation, like, outcome based on, like, what's, what's, like, the greatest, like, not even, like, greater good, but, like, most just outcome, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, you have a great sense of, like, what the, like, doing the right thing. You know? Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I feel like you always make the call to do the right thing, like. I think that's something that's really
1: dope. I mean, I never have been conscious of it. I figure, just trust my gut, and half the time your gut is usually right. Yeah. I mean, uh, my last word for you, I and mean, you know, this one is, should it be the first word, is is definitely, you know, like a brother. I see the way oh, that, oh, like... you stole my last word. Oh, you know, we can just talk about it, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a fact that, like, you know, we have... You know, not only do we have in common a lot of things, you know, just, you know similar backgrounds, similar industry, similar hopes, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think the way you treat your close friends, you are almost like their big brother. Like, I see the way that, like, you interact. Dude,
0: that's that's so crazy because um, I was just talking about this with, with, with Kevin. Because me and Kevin are the youngest brothers in our mm-hmm. family. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> which is crazy because, like, Kevin is now in this mentorship role. See, I feel I look up to him. And then now you're just saying shit like, yeah, Sam, you got you act like a brother. And I'm like, wow, I mean, it's so tight. Look
1: at the way you you looked out for like your close friends, like you know, you know, helping helping D find a place, helping Danny, you know, grow in his industry, you know, then you know, helping Tommy and I try to figure out what we're doing. Uh, you know, was it that one summer where you picked up Johnny every day for work and stuff? Like you were you
0: are like our big brother in a way. And dude, you know, I just like. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I just think it feels good to help people. Like, it feels good to like be. I don't know.
1: No, and I think that I think, I think that's th- just normal,
0: isn't and it? it isn't that no- just I, normal I, I to just feel normal. good? Too, I, think like, I think it's like, also yeah. just normal, and I also think it's the way we're
1: raised. Like, you yeah, know, I feel like we, it's very we, normal. We're, we're raised in the way we're like, you know, we we're, we're taught basically that like, you know, like, oh yeah, like our, our parents or whatever, all the people above us sacrifice so much so we could have our opportunity like, honor. And, and yeah, yeah, basically honor, honor. samurai Jack. Whatever. and then then we're just like oh dang how the heck do we like keep up with that so but the natural way for us to do that is the pass on what we know like i am so proud of like tommy for example like uh, his Dude, his tommy trajectory is, an is killer is killer tommy. and he's like the the best part to all of I'm us trying to get together. trying
0: on the show i think i think he's probably like the ideas like yes yeah, and Podcasts aren't
1: even cool anymore no no i think it's I a case think i think cool. it's a case where he thinks you're too busy and you think he's too busy it's probably because i see you all like more okay. often than you all yeah definitely yeah he hasn't seen you guys haven't seen each other since our ramen night
0: yeah it's been a long time yeah i've been like got to sit down with tommy
1: like well they were just saying that you know because i was at I had lunch with tommy and Lexi last, yeah, week. Like last they, week they were saying that they thought that you were like too busy granted you know you have had a lot going on in the last six months it's
0: been a while
1: and then um you thought they've been busy. Obviously, they've been busy. Well,
0: they've been... They can't But y'all just need any. to be like,
1: yo, like... Yeah. Come over. No,
0: but that's why I'm... That's like kind of reason why I'm Dude. doing this show. It's because, like, it's it's a great, great excuse for me to hit up my friends. Oh, heck yeah. And then just, like, You talk. just, got, you just yeah. gotta pull
1: a, an Adele man be like, hello.
0: Yeah. It's me. No, it, it's... Jam. jam. Yeah. From the other side of the street. <laughs> Here's something that most people don't know. Uh, yeah, most of the... Like, the, the reason I'm doing this show is last time during recovery, I went fucking insane. I was so isolated. And, like, the thing about, like, being lonely, I've realized, is, like, uh, it's, like, during that time, I definitely was the main factor on why I was lonely. You know what I mean? So, like, so for this surgery and this recovery period, I'm trying to, like, control my destiny basically because i've been through it once and i could say like yeah the first time everything was uncharted territory but i can't say that this time you know this time like i know i can't let myself go crazy you know and like just turn into a complete asshole and like i was so mean to like the people closest to me i feel bad now.
1: i thought i thought you were just like going on in like monk mode like just like yo man yo guys I'm um, peace out for a month and I'm gonna no, come dude, back like, like, like super saiyan
0: no I'm a, I was over the here like time exploding exploding stuff. and yeah just like being like I was sitting there like trying to jump out the window I was going crazy Vince I was going insane so like this time like that's why I built this studio I'm gonna set this up so like I just come hey, in here push a button and like boom just get rolling it's gonna be so easy
1: dude I hashtag justified expenses
0: yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, this is like, this is kind of weird. This is meta now. We're talking about like the, the podcast studio. It's because like, it's weird. I've always wanted to do this. And like, now I'm doing it. No,
1: it's cool, dude. I know, I know we floated the idea for a while. Like web show, whatever it is. Podcast. Yeah. This is cool. I love the setup. I love how much light you get in here. It's very relaxing, very comfortable. Yeah, dude. I love just being to look across and see your cat just chill on your lap. Like, it's, this is literally the, Mal, this is, you the Malcast. It's just it's called the Malcast.
0: It's a wonderful experience. So, um, Vince. Yes, sir. Let's talk about photography. What do you want to talk about photography? Uh, what is What are your, like, photography goals this year? Like, what are you trying to do with the business? What are you trying to do personally? What are you trying to do, like... Well, that's uh, broad.
1: Yeah, it is. But, broad. you know, it's nice and the usual stuff I get. Um, So, photography... I guess, you know, my big goal that I had last year was just solidifying where I'm at commercially as far as building a viable business. My goal for 2019 is to, you know, further evolve and, you know, reach that next level as far as like my style goes. Because I think I'm at a place now where like I am being recognized and I'm being, you know, booked because of who I am. Not necessarily because, you know, what I charge or how available I am or whatever. It's it's come to a point where people are are picking me because of me. And that's very humbling.
0: Yeah, that's got, that's got to be a great feeling. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, goals, you know, they vary. Like, I would love, 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 love to, you know, not only book more and, you know, grow the business, but I'd also love the opportunity to continue building out my team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you like – I feel like that's a – that's always like, so, like a great goal to have because, um, man, I've, I I just like nothing's better than doing it with your friends.
1: Oh, like, definitely. Like, from day one, we talked about it. Like, half of why we do what we do is because all our friends do something similar, and all of us are broke. We're broke boys at some point or the other, and we would love to continue to make cool stuff for cool people with cool people. That's kind of, like, my, like, yeah, informal, like, a, slogan. Yeah, there's
0: a theme. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, you know. But, like, just, like, uh, just being able to be at the point where, you know, I can book my friends. I can call them up and be like, hey, man, like, do you want to make an extra thousand bucks this weekend just doing this with me? Boom, boom, boom. Like, that's great. Because, one, you are going to hang out with them. And, two, you're creating cool stuff. And, three, you know, you feel good about it because at the end of the day, you're getting paid what you're worth. Yeah.
0: You see, I am I feel like I'm taking a step backwards doing this because this is definitely a lo- time consuming and there's absolutely zero chance of making any money anytime soon. Well, you don't say that right away. I mean, there's a chance that we can... Like, that can Like, I, like I, In my mind, like, making this podcast... No, no, no. no. I'm, I, I, like, the thought of even monetizing this is so far off because I'm like, dude, I did photos for free for like 10 years yeah. you know what I mean like, I feel that I feel that but at the same time I feel like, like now that I'm trying to start something else like I it, gotta get back to your, that it's mindset it's also your
1: goal too like you know if your goal is to monetize it you'll find a no, way no no your your no if your goal is this to be a passion project let yeah, it be a passion yeah, project because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally understand that, yeah. that that whole bit where like you, you you can taint what you love by turning it into a business oh yeah like I get tons of people all the time who are like hit me up email me messaging me like hey you know what does it take to, to go pro like how's it how's it feel going pro like say whether it. it be whatever and i you you know, just the, first, say it. the first thing i say <laughs> that, the first thing i say to them was hey do you have the fortitude to to maybe hate what you what you are doing eventually because it's turned into a business and it's be, become beyond passion can you handle you know
0: can you handle that stress yeah, because do you, do you have what it takes to stay in the game long enough to become the bad guy
1: yeah kind of you know you either was it that freaking dark night, dark night yeah, you either yeah, live yeah. enough uh, you either die a hero or, uh,
0: some, like, or, or some, stay alive yeah yeah it's, it's exactly. like you know it's, it's like it's
1: like we love cooking but like i don't know if i could
0: handle the high
1: stress of trying to make that by my profession my profession
0: dude you know what's crazy what i've been having the the weirdest thoughts like i'm thinking like 10 maybe 15 years down the road i want to open a small restaurant you could open in five years if you want my restaurant all right give me five years to get ready <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, like it's been weird. I've been like having like this weird, like, urges to get and like, me and Nicole talk about it all the time like, the urge to like do something that's like uh more service based and more like gratifying, like, like cooking, like, yeah. and making something, like, seeing like. Like instantaneous reaction. Oh well, that's yeah, why I yeah. love
1: cooking. That's why I always barge myself yeah. into my friends' his, like apartments. Like yo, I'm cooking for you fools. Partially because I want to cook, and two, partially because I want you all to be like, dang. Vince,
0: how how many how many months do you think it'll take for the? cook show episode two footage to become anything
1: um you know actually I was. has it been a year yet no it would
0: no. be it'll be a year in
1: like october or something but i was joking to like the Gavin because Gavin stopped by the other day at the studio and he was like yo dude whatever happened to that ramen stop and i was like <laughs> i was like you know tommy you know how busy tommy's been that yeah i can have footage from him time. I was like no, no tommy hasn't even picked up the footage yet and i was like gabby like if you want to if you want to do something for fun just to kill some time like Pop over to Sam's, take the footage, and make something dope out of it. Like,
0: yeah, Gavin <laughs> is coming by tomorrow. Sick. We're gonna record a conversation. I'm so you're gonna excited have him like record
1: that. beats live while you're recording a conversation,
0: dude. I'm like, it, Gavin called me, and we were just giggling like little girls, and we didn't even really need to say anything. So like, it might be quite possibly the most annoying podcast. It's just me and Gavin giggling the whole time. Just thinking gay things and not even saying them. Giggity. You know what I mean? No, I mean... So, are you... Um, I don't know, man. Like, do you... Uh, what do you find more, like, challenging? Like, when you do, like, commercial photos or commercial video? It's... Um. I want to say that
1: in planning... So you know, any every shoot is basically the same whether it's photo, video, design, whatever it is. You, you, you have the pre-production stage, the actual production, and the post-production, right? One, two, three. Yeah. Um, I would say mm-hmm. like pre-production for for photos is vastly easier because they give you a mood board, general idea. You play up some lighting. You test it out on you know whoever's available. You execute. Pre-production for video is a little bit more stressful in the sense that like. You're really trying to get because you don't want to spend more time than necessary. You don't want to be shooting two hours worth of footage that you're cutting down to a minute when, like, you know, for instance, like you don't want to interview somebody for an hour when all you need is two sound bites. Yeah. But you don't want to give them, make them say the sound bites flat either. You need to pull it out naturally. So, like, a lot of times in the pre production stage of video, you know, as I'm interviewing, you know, the client, we're trying to figure out, assess, you know, what their goal is, what their target audience is. There's a lot of stuff that goes down to it. Whereas like with a photo, it's like, you know, okay, we just want some photos that, that display this or show this or whatever. Actual production, stage two, um, I would say stressful, more stressful or more difficult is the photo side of things because um, there's a lot more room for things to go wrong. And usually on the photo side of things, it's a smaller crew or it's either just yourself or you yeah. a smaller crew and you just kind of have to fake it and be like, yeah, everything's to- going totally well even though your flash is overexposing by three stops or like this background isn't getting blown out like you want to. Yeah, you're, you're, gonna, just
0: like, you're in a shadow somewhere. Yeah, you're like, just
1: like, yeah, yeah, everything looks great and then you got to fix it and post later with Photoshop, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> with the video side of things it's like, okay, you set this up, you set this up and people are a lot more forgiving for like dude, slow setups.
0: Dude, fucking, I, I swear, I swear to you Vince, like video, once you get like, you know, you know, like video, like people, it's so much more forgiving. People are more forgiving about it. It's more magical to everybody. Yeah, like, and that's,
1: that, that's gonna go straight into my my third point there. Because, like, you know, during the production stage of video, you can take, you can, you have more room to take liberty. Like, for instance, like when I shot that, and commercial- you can over fucking shoot on video oh, yeah. so easily just when to I, cover
0: your ass. Like yeah. when I
1: shot that commercial for Midco, where they made me, where they, where they cough uncough, stereotyped me as the the gaming guy or whatever. They shot me like staring at a computer screen for three hours straight. I don't know how many takes they took, but it was a lot. But like for video, like that's way oh, more dude, forgiving. Was you it,
0: be- did you say this for a commercial, yeah. like a local commercial? The
1: Midco one, we're about to laugh.
0: Man, they're just trying <laughs> to fucking blow up the budget. They always do that bullshit, man. Well, I mean, it
1: was one of the big it was one of the big production companies in town. That's why you know who starts at like five, six. I don't know, whatever.
0: Man, I don't even want to get into that because that's conspiracy theory, yeah, like Waters, but, but like. Like, we all know, anyone who does any sort of content creation knows that, like, when you use a big production, like, local place around here, they just blow up the budget for no damn reason. Oh, I
1: mean, this was full-on legit production. They actually had, like... A producer who came in and she found actors she had a makeup artist she had snacks for us they had catering it was all this stuff and it was like yeah the ad itself like it's you and like, i we could have done it in you know a lot less time and a lot so less resources that's but, like
0: the that's why china's gonna take over okay not but, to I'm, yeah i feel you because like come on man like fucking like a Chinese crew could have done that commercial in, like, two seconds. Well, that's, flat, like, that's why
1: you and I always joke. Like half we, a person. That's why like you and I always joke when we
0: show up at Rice Shop or whatever. Yo, this is the Chinese crew you ordered. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, like, it's a joke now, but, like, <laughs> ten years down the road, it's going to be, like... I mean, they got those... They like, got those, yeah. they're going to be, like, why isn't it the Asian dude crew? Because everyone else sucks. All right, I'm going I'm to get into some spicy talk. My brother was... uh, He did all the landscaping for his house out in Colorado, right? Like... He did, like, the walkway and shit in his backyard, like, the rocks, the paving, poured the cement, laid the grass, all the landscaping, every single bit of it, right? Because he he built a house in this new neighborhood where that was part of the contract, so, like, you had to finish the yard shit by yourself and had to be at the spec. His neighbor hired, like, a team of, like, 20 Mexican dudes, and they're there all week, and my brother did the same amount of work in a weekend with his with his wife, but... Footnote His wife is like six foot and a triathlete, so those two did what 20 Mexican people couldn't do in a week. So, yeah, Asian efficiency that's all I'm saying,
1: yeah. I mean that 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 kind of brings me up to my third point. Like you were saying how like you know how videos have much more 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 leg room. Like yeah, you're right. It's like you feel like you're Harry Potter sometimes oh, yeah. when you drop a video on someone who is not used to having good video content because they're like, whoa, like that's It doesn't what my even place have looks to be like? good.
0: It doesn't even like I've given people videos that I'm not proud of. I'm like, oh man, and it's just like time constraints or like. No. situations out of your control. And I'm just like, fuck, this isn't like, this isn't something I put in a highlight reel, you know? No. And then people are still like, holy shit. Whoa, bro. Like you add like one sound effect, mm-hmm, mine mm-hmm. fucking
1: blown. And that's like, why I think overall, like I think video is a little bit less stressful than photos because even in the post-process area, yeah. video, as long as you have your coherent narrative, your coherent storyline, what you're trying to, or your message you're trying to push, everything flows together. Yeah. Photo, it's like you get people who come back to you like, hey, can you get rid of this? Can you get rid of that? Can you can you thin me out? Can you add the shadow? It's like the list once you open that floodgate, it never yeah. stops. With video, it's like, and sorry, like, we can't CGI I, that. I,
0: I, I feel like people like are used to asking like over-the-top shit from photo people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they feel like everyone is like a master of Photoshop. Like most modern photographers. Most wedding photographers don't even use Photoshop these days. Most most don't even use Flash. I mean, there's an argument for or against lighting, whatever. You can... That's whatever. But, like... Yeah, most of these people don't do uh, like Photoshop, which is cool, right? Because, like, I totally get that that point, too, where it's like, yeah, just leave the fucking picture alone. Mm -hmm. But I'm just like it's nice to know the skills.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm slowly learning how to go beyond just cloning out simple things. Yeah. Especially because, you know, I took that workshop last year and learned a lot more. But I think, you know, like I said, in the video side, you know, once you drop something on somebody, it's like, holy crap, that's amazing. Like, I've never seen this before. It's like... Uh, I feel it-
0: like you have, like... You have cheat codes right now cuz you got Johnny like working in the same space as you like you and oh, Johnny like he's a beu- he's a he wonderful has, like, you're bunking resource it up in there in the sense that like if That's I That's like
1: cheating. If I if uh, the best thing about it is this, it's is just like when I used to work with you next to me it's like if I had a question <laughs> instead of instead of trying to google and go through three like like really badly made tutorials and like and you know I me mean, I hate watching videos of other people doing stuff it, Yeah, it's not how I learn. I learn from actually having to do it and like I just want to skip it. And half the videos nowadays are like ten minutes of filler or whatever. So I, it's it's a it's a godsend to be able to hey hey Sam how do I do this Photoshop thing? Oh hey Johnny like what's this tool that I use here? What do I how do I adjust it in After Effects or whatever? It's yeah. like boom 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 like and then I retain it like that's a lot easier better way for me to learn than just watching an overhead video of someone's screen like. Sorry, my attention span for that stuff is very minimal. See. See, this is because it's in
0: your blood. It's in your DNA. It's like Asian efficiency we're talking it's about. It's Asian efficiency. It's like, like, you know, you're in you, school. You, you, you it's read, like you, you Kung reach. Fu. You have to just sit there at, like, the master has to show you how to do the kick. You can't read the scroll. Yeah, yeah. You know what the Fuck the you scroll. He's got to beat you up like a thousand yeah. times. you just got to do the fucking kick.
1: No, it's just like, you know, it's like when you're in school, like, you read ahead in the books and you're just like, okay, I know everything now. Okay, what's the point
0: of being here? Man, now we're talking, like, super conceited Asians. I mean... How does it feel? I'm to- actually really
1: surprised that like so we're, if we're just just piggybacking and laughing at those, the the that last line about super conceited Asians, I'm, I'm really you know I was actually surprised that Asian Twitter didn't explode because the Oscars was last night and Crazy Witch Asians was didn't get nominated for anything.
0: Oh, that's because it's not that good of a movie. It's not Oscar. No, I, I don't know. I don't. I think it's a great movie. But I don't think it's Like odd, but- Black Panther. Yeah, that's a good movie. Crazy Rich Asians. I didn't even see it. Like no, I I just think I didn't like, see any review where it's like yeah, this is a good movie.
1: Well, people are. I mean, pe- by people, I mean the Asian Twitter and the Asian yeah. social media community I refuse who to. who I blowing re- it up because yeah. like you know I get it. Like you know it's a pride thing. It's a it's really cool to see the representation, but at the same time, like you know, it is what it's it is what it is. Yeah. Like there's no sense in being like all upset about it because
0: like. Like, it's a flavor of the month movie.
1: Yeah, it's, like, fundamentally, like, whatever, regardless of whatever movie is. I could, I could pack a movie full of Irish people, I could pack a movie full of, you know, Moroccans or whatever, and you can have the hashtag whatever pride, but it's gotta be a good movie, period.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just, like, so, like, I was just, like, I'm not gonna go see a movie because it's most, because like, it's all Asian people, because at the end of the day... Someone was like, "Yo, you know, it would make us a lot of fucking money." Like, what? There's a lot of fucking Asian people in the world. Let's make a movie with a bunch of Asian people in it. <laughs> well, and the, then they fucking succeeded, the, like the, the funny thing is, like,
1: like I got like, I, I see a bunch of people, some of my friends, like some of the old school breakers and stuff, who were like, who are you know who are Asian who watched it, and they're like, yeah. they're like, "Yo, I didn't relate to this shit at all because I'm a broke Asian." <laughs> yeah,
0: no, especially that, especially that part. I'm like. Yeah, the, like, even if this was a good movie, like, there's a lot of good movies I don't watch just because, like, the plot is so unrelatable. And that one is completely unrelatable. I mean, the only, I've never the even
1: o- been to Singapore. The, the only relatable thing is, like, the family dynamics, like, you know, like, the overbearing, like, yeah, overbearing like, and super kind of, like... Uh, confrontational like mother-in-law and all that kind of stuff which yeah, is you know but that exists but in, just, like in like every cult, culture in every, every yeah, culture it's just like, literally it's just like what else yeah no i, I don't, don't even know. know how we got in this train if, it <laughs> felt
0: it felt like uh it felt like i was being pandered to
1: yeah i don't like that i also don't like the idea of just like diversity for the sake of diversity
0: yeah i don't know i'm just like I mean, it, that's not diversity though. Like I, I, it was Crazy fu- Rich Asians isn't diversity. It's a majority, just a bunch of fucking Asian people. I mean, granted <laughs> like- <laughs> it, it was
1: it was like fun to watch. Yeah. But like it's and it's, you know, a good story. And I think that Ken Jeong and Aquafina and Constance really carried their like their weight and like did really well in it. But like at the same time, it's like like you're saying, it's it's not relatable on that level. And like the even like the Asian family dynamic, like
0: I we- just think the bar's so low. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Alright, when that when Crazy Rich Asians came out, every fucking Asian person I know freaked out. But like, God damn it, less than fifteen years ago when Crouching Target Hidden Dragon came out, same pandemonium, man. I remember when Crouching Target Hidden Dragon came out. It pisses me off when people say, Yeah, this is the first film of the all Asian cast. I'm like, Crouching Target Hidden Dragon is so fucking good. It Cause, is cause, such a good
1: movie. Cause it's the and first, y'all act
0: like it never came out. It's like
1: the first because it's the first Asian
0: Cast vid, movie, In Hollywood. In Hollywood. Why does it need to come from California to have no. legitimacy? And just like you were like, talking about Crouching Tiger, yeah, like Hero, th- yeah. That these, was that was one of the most. Those are amazing movies. I was seeing that one. At, like the, for real, the whole staff is is Asian, and the people who own the production companies are probably Asian too. That's probably if you're proud to be Asian. Like, I think it's more worth your investment to watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, than Super Rich Asians. Watch stuff from the source, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you know, like, that's why I was like, that's why I I didn't believe the hype when Super Rich Asians came out. I was like, no, like, we already have really good movies. Like, Asian people have really good movies. Like, it's not like we've ever been underrepresented. Like, we have super good movies, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it just made me mad because it was just like, is this just another made up cause to make somebody money again.
1: Yeah, you know, I agree like, with that. Also like, it's, it's that's all,
0: what it felt like to me. You know, it, it's I mean? like, it's you know?
1: it's that. And also it's like, you know,
0: why do you need the justification of it coming from Hollywood? Yeah, exactly. I don't you don't need that. Plus, you, Jackie Chan killed Hollywood, and Jet Li killed Hollywood for like a good decade. We had so many good movies with a strong Asian lead. Dude, you know what I mean? Like dude, I don't cry so bad when Jackie Chan dies. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. I'm gonna it's whew. Speaking of which, are you excited Kung Fu Hustle two, dude? That's been like, I don't know. I feel like Kung Fu Hustle two is gonna be like the hype is probably Asian Asian version way, of way more Dr than- Dre's Detox. It may never come out. It just keeps being hyped.
1: But I feel like it's gonna be more like a just more like a, a Zoolander or Anchorman yeah, two, it might where be a it's super down. hype. Yeah, it might be it's a like, letdown. Yeah, uh, might be a But Steven Chow's usually yeah. delivers pretty well. I don't, don't I don't know.
0: I don't know it. I feel like Stephen Chow is the Asian like kinda kinda like Adam Sandler where like does his comedy hold up does the slapstick comedy hold up in twenty nineteen? I mean, I don't know. I mean
1: I recently went back and I watched like, you know, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. and Billy Madison and stuff like that and I watched it and then I compared it to like his newer Netflix stuff like The Cobbler or whatever Yeah, and that stuff was so funny like yeah. this is the stuff that me and my friends in grade school used to like we used to like but do you
0: think there's like 8 year olds right now who watch like the Adam Sandler shit on Netflix and it's like rolling and like, that's the thing it's like the 8 year olds today have so many options you know it used to be
1: for us it'd be yeah. like oh we can't watch this movie because XY Joey's parents say that it wasn't good for us so of course we're gonna watch it <laughs>
0: yeah no
1: no, but um, I don't know, dude. I I just think that like as you know, cause and here's the thing. I think we can relate because we we both were, we both studied uh, global studies or whatever the heck you want to call it in in college, and the increasing globalization of the world and all of its markets and everything that's happening. Like I think we're gonna move to a point where hopefully, it's just the norm, like it's not a big where deal. Every
0: movie is filled
1: with Asians. Well, I mean. Have you ever seen the credits list? Literally all the yeah, back end, dude, all yeah. the all the all the second unit and all the third units are all like Yo, <laughs>
0: it's even really creeping into like Asians like cannibalizing themselves. Like sometimes on anime uh credits, it's like there's a fuck. There's like <laughs> a bit. Uh, you know, like where are these Vietnamese people you doing forgot, anime? You, 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 know you, you, you forgot
1: that in the middle of that.
0: Yeah. Yo, uh Cole sent me uh a fucking picture on Snapchat roadside. <laughs> Somewhere in Vietnam, is a, uh, <laughs> like fuck, bitch, <laughs> like, uh, cafe or something, <laughs> or like that, bitch. Like I just love the fucking road signs. No, this is this is hilarious. Yeah, like a lot of means I love I'm going to Vietnam with white people. It's my favorite like activity. See.
1: I haven't had that. I haven't been on the I haven't had the great experience with that yet but granted <laughs> I, went, I went to Vietnam with a bunch of like hipsters who, who didn't want to shower and a bunch of other stuff and it was just it just wasn't a good time and I, I had more t- fun hanging out with the real the real Vietnamese people than I did the white but, people but then again those white people weren't really my friends they were just classmates so that's a whole different story For I can get into that later if you want but my my point is that, like I think that as things get more globalized it shouldn't be a big deal that we have an all-Asian castle home but it shouldn't be a big deal that we have this it should just be oh we have really good people working on this
0: yeah but people are so uh tribal and
1: that's what and i don't it. get it's just so <laughs> weird to me it's
0: like it's like oh whatever but
1: like you know like yeah like do, were you saying that stuff like Colson picture just reminds me of that stupid like youtube video about like vietnamese names of like that american school teacher or whatever <laughs> It's so funny.
0: I think I know what you're talking about. He walks in with a bandana.
1: He talks like, here in this class, we speak American. All oh, right, right we'll yeah, do, yeah, we'll we're going to
0: do a roll call right now. It's like uh, the play on the Key and Peele it's, skit. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's fucking go
0: here. Or oh, is
1: <laughs> it? It is. It's a rip off of the Key and peel yeah. skit. And it's made by like, I don't know who it's made by. It's funny though. I and mean, we watch it all the time when we were in
0: Vietnam just because trying to figure out the names and stuff like that. What? Uh, dude, here's the thing. I, uh, apparently I'm a dumbass, because my whole life, I've gone to Vietnam only in, like, July and June. God, you're, that's... And, dude, I guess there's other seasons in Vietnam besides burn your fucking dick off. Uh, yeah, and swamp ass. And swamp ass, dude, I guess, like, if you go in the winter, it's not bad. Yo, dude, (laughs)
1: like, Amanda and I went, first time Amanda and I went, I think we went in, like, July or something. Took my grandma back in a couple years ago. We made a mistake of fucking going to Danang. <laughs> <Fucking>
0: go. <laughs>
1: yeah, fuck a go. Yeah, we went. We ended up in Danang and like a hundred and five degrees average. Ooh. And you know they gave us this really really nice like suite or villa or whatever. And we we're like, this is awesome. Multiple rooms, nice bathtub. Uh, air conditioning all that stuff. And then we actually had to ask them to give us a different room because it was so big of a room, the fans and the air conditioning could not keep up with how hot it was getting. <laughs> and we spent most of the day... So you guys <laughs> had to fucking go? <laughs> <laughs> we spent most of the day just chilling because we were trying to get out of the heat. Like, it was terrible. Yeah. It was like, oh. yeah. Versus, like, if you go in, like, um when I was there, like, uh, abroad, like, from January to, like, May, it is nice. It is nice.
0: <gasps> Wait, and, you spent a, a semester in... Yeah, about six months. Dang, yeah, that's why I was, saying. I was that? saying that. That's all white people. Um, well, what's that like? It
1: was it was interesting. You know, it's kind of like my origin story of my of my business too. I always tell people like
0: I was like a junior. Was and, this right at? No, this is way after anime, events. This is like when you. This went, is like, like this suits is, and shit, Vince. This is like uh I yeah, this is like suits. the decline anime. Events. Yeah, this is what me and uh, Kevin talked about uh, on the last podcast was suit, Vince. Like, so yeah, my my <laughs> stage is alive going from anime Vince to suit vents to, to sweatpants vents, which yes. I currently
1: am right now. <laughs> I feel like you're you're like D Digi evolving. Digi did, you, did you, You're like <laughs> Well well I mean suit Vince like was like uh what was it? Do you want me to go the whole bit about going all the way back? You want to go? Do you want? Do you want to talk
0: about my time in Vietnam? Or do you want to talk about this?
1: Uh, this Vince well, evolution I, I just, I just that you're sh- talking no, no, about? No, no, no. no. <laughs> we
0: that will take forever. Let's talk about. I'm just letting people know that Vietnam Vince is part of the Suit Vince Chronicles, right? Yeah, I would say
1: Vietnam Vince is like the the is like a good mark between Suit Vince. The decline of of anime events that suit Vince, and also like um, birth of, uh, the business. Uh, Vincent Jean, a birth of Vincent Jean yeah. actually. So it's my junior year uh, in at Loyola Chicago, and um, you know I'm a I'm a Poli Sci International Studies double major, basically finished both degrees. I just had to fill my classes with crap, literally like whatever. So it's end of the semester, my dean uh, hits me up, asks me to come visit him in his office, and I'm like, okay, what's going on, Dean? He's like, hey, um, the State Department. The U.S. State Department uh, is announcing that they want to do more documentary work and send students to parts of the world, like Southeast Asia, like Vietnam, to do it. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. He's like, you should do it. I was like, Dean, I have no idea how to make a documentary. I don't even know how to use like a DSLR. I just do point shoots, and I just
0: like, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. And I said this, you're like, quote unquote. You're like, Dean, I'm not, I'm not Vincent Jean Vince yet. Right now, <laughs> yeah. I'm still thinking about redying my hair red. Like, actually, my hair was red at the time. Ah, okay. So, so we like were a leaving, the it, it was dark.
1: Okay, you were leaving. It's dark, right, But um, literally, he said he said this to me, quote unquote, quote and unquote. Vince, you should do it because here's the thing. I think they're gonna like you because you look like them. You can probably understand them. They can probably understand you. And also, it's $5,000. I mean, and I was like, Dean, say what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll board, we'll fly you over there. You have housing, all this stuff. And they'll give you five grand. Use some of that to pay for your expenses, like where you want to go in the country and buy some equipment or whatever. Um, and uh, come back in six months, let us know how it goes and show us something. And I was like, whoa. So of course I course to call my parents. And my parents like, my dad's like, that's a cool idea. My mom's like, no, no, no. You're not going back to Nam. You're never going back to Nam. <laughs> going like, go back to Nam. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the, the one time prior to <laughs> yeah. the first time we were in Vietnam, was yeah. like in 2007 2006, Tony and I went. And my mom would not let us go anywhere. And my mom's like that person who like, she'll read a story and she'll like, from like her Vietnamese news sources or whatever, and she thinks it's like, it's happening to everybody. She's like, she's, like don't wear your fancy watch because people are going to chop off your hands and steal it. And, I was, oh, okay. Jesus, she's, and she's like or talking about people getting kidnapped like she she buys in all of that yeah so literally like
0: so it happens when you have three precious boys you know I guess you care about them
1: but anyways you know I, I ship out over there I learned how to use a camera in less than a week and a half because my roommate at the time was a photo major he taught me all of it and here I am in Vietnam with like was it eight or nine other like classmates Damn, none of us so not, your not,
0: first gig you get a bunch of gear and it's international fam and it's a long-term gig damn vince why you gotta flex so hard on the photography community oh dude i had no idea what the heck I was doing and to be honest like the actual documentary sucked i think i seen part of it and i agree
1: oh definitely it sucked yeah like it sucked because
0: i I I didn't like it was made in windows movie maker uh actually it it was it was premiere it was no. pre- it was premiere that I got from no, a guy in an alley or on a DVD. Pre- Vietnamese premiere, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, that I, I had I had no
1: idea what the concept of like you know. Oh yeah, what I thought the camera on my mic was good enough, so everything you just hear honk honk honk, yeah. traffic in the background. I had no idea how to light, so you like half the shots are in it's shadow, dark as shit. Um, the video it's, side of things that kind of dug me in a hole where I didn't do video for a while after that. Didn't have the confidence photo wise. I did better. Cause um, <laughs> while I was in Vietnam, I got a, the privilege to, to work with a, a nonprofit. Like they encouraged all of us students to find like volunteer opportunities. And a lot of the, my classmates would go and like hang out in an orphanage and play with kids or whatever. And me, I was like, I want to do something that's a little more impactful in the sense that like that it's not just going in for a day and doing some volunteer work. I want to be able to build a relationship and help do something. So I found this organization called Koto. Uh, it stands for No One Teach One. Um, it's a Australian org that basically they have this program where they take underprivileged youth, either from you know really bad families or on the streets or whatever, and they they, uh, they teach them life skills, they teach them English, and most importantly, they give them a trade. So this organization, when you think about it in a roundabout way, it's almost kind of like, it's it's like it's kind of sketchy, but you gotta but you gotta twist it a little bit and you feel better because like so this organization, I feel like
0: that describes a lot of your life.
1: Yeah, I guess. Oh, life, your life too.
0: Yeah, it's a little sketchy, but it just it's, to, it's, just a little bit. it's not that bad.
1: Well, so they operated, like, a bunch of restaurants and
0: hotels and stuff. And, oh, and, and, so, and, so they by bring sketchy, I th- mean, this could be, like, either you're helping people out or you're, like, human trafficking. Kind <laughs> of, but <laughs> I, I don't think it was because, like, you know, they, they'd bring these kids
1: on and they'd save them for a couple years. And they'd learn how to, you know, how to be good cooks, how to be bartenders, how Cut to... Cut their cook. arms off when they're not <laughs> listening. <laughs> but my, my point is, at the end of the program, the kids graduate and they get, like, these nice jobs working for like big end hotels like Marriott's and whatever and they get they get out that's the big thing they get out do they do they mint I mean, that's what I hope that's what the brochure yeah, says. Yeah, that's, so that's what the brochure said. Right, we'll so play I, by so I, I was brought on, I volunteered and it was weird cause it was like, a, it was a like job application. I had to like fill out like a background reference, everything I did. And I had take, to give, I had to give them a curriculum vitae, a, a, a CV, not a resume, oh, a freaking CV. Yeah, and I'd like
0: never heard of that before in my life. Broken down like by the hour. <laughs> yeah, basically
1: whatever. So they, 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 pick me up and I'm there. I'm their new media intern. So I'm in charge of taking all the pitches at all the events and doing all stuff. And I had no idea how this stuff works. Uh, that's when I started learning, you know, about things like aperture, how to shoot with fast lenses, how to shoot with flash, sort of, and how to. Sort
0: of s- <laughs> still trying to figure that out. Still
1: trying to figure that out, definitely. But no, that that was kind of like the nexus for helping me grow as far as like my like photography skill set, because I had I was in situations where I needed to learn to help benefit another organ- to help benefit like you know another organization or cause. And by the time I got back to, so do you think looking like
0: the enemies' people helped you out?
1: Oh heck no, because I they they made fun of me all the time. They're like, they're like, you're not Vietnamese, you're Thai, you're Cambodian, you're too dark. No, 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 you're jungle oh, Asian. Yeah. No, no, no. suck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Yeah. But that came in handy because whenever I was stopped by the policeman, I would just feign that I was, you oh, know, no, no Vietnamese, uh, me, me, me from Cambodia, like on vacation. Yeah, how did you not
0: get, like, uh, fucking human trafficked, man? I feel like Cambodians wouldn't last very long in Vietnam. Nobody likes Cambodians in Vietnam, man. Like, they're so racist against Cambodians in Vietnam I mean Vietnam is just pretty racist in general <laughs> things people don't realize no Vietnam's good for white people though dude Vietnamese people love oh white no no
1: people. literally yeah. literally like what was it one of the guys I knew He's he's <laughs> yeah, like, he like six, seven, goofy guy but he was he was getting paid 50 bucks for a tennis lesson to teach kids how to play tennis just cause he was a tall white guy That's with amazing. a gigantic wingspan and I was like you can't teach a gigantic wingspan <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get good at tennis. Just get tall. Basically. No, but uh it was a good time. I came back school and realized I had the wrong major, but whatever, finished. Got my degree. And then when it came time to to uh do, you know, you do that thing where you either deactivate your Facebook or you change your Facebook name so employers can't find you. Yeah. When they when they try
0: and creep on you, I changed my name to Vincent Jean and it just stuck. So that's how Vincent Jean is Man, that's how the best aliases come about is you're just trying to hide from people,
1: yeah. And the goal now, you know, I was just joking about it like, you know, today we're now we make videos, make photos, all that kind of stuff. I say maybe in 10 years, I make uh knockoff handbags and
0: perfume. See, (laughs) you joke about that, but you never know, you never know, it could be possible, dude. I see it, that's why I like you made a great decision choosing two random names as a brand, like. I'd recommend that to anybody because you can always pivot. Like, tomorrow, you feel like it, you make pasta now. Vincent Jean pasta.
1: No, literally, that's the conversation. That's the exact same conversation. You, me... Uh, who else was it? Devonce. Yeah, we 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 had, you know, like was I gonna use my real name? Was I gonna use my Vit name? Was I gonna use my, my American name? Was I gonna use uh Vincent Jean? And we said Vincent Jean, just keep it like that. Don't put studio behind it, don't put photo behind it, don't put anything behind it, because then you don't wanna put yourself in a box. No, don't. And you say if I want to make pasta next week, I'll make pasta. Yeah, why label yourself? Everybody else is gonna do it for you. Yeah, and it's also nice because that it's like an alter ego. Like you've got yours, I've got mine. Like it's just Yeah, Lillium.
0: Lillian Pumpernickel.
1: I mean, not, I thought you were talking about Champ Fan for a moment. No, that's that's a different alter ego. Different alter ego? No. I mean, it's it's interesting. Because, like, the best part about it is I loved, like, when I was working and, you know, I'd have Danny or some, some tall white dude as Grip. And I'd be like, dude, if someone asks you, Vincent Jean, you just say, yeah, just nod.
0: Just nod. Just
1: nod. <laughs> then I don't have to worry about that
0: pressure and I can just do what I do. I don't know, man. I think... At least I do. I think when people think Vincent Jean, they think they think of you. Like it's it'd be pretty hard to fool people now. You know what
1: I mean? Uh hopefully uh, that hopefully that means that the SEO guy I'm paying for, I'm paying for is actually doing his, <laughs> job. <laughs> his job. Yeah, because <laughs> it used to be that you'd search Vincent Jean, you get Jean Vincent, who used to be like some old school like rocker dude in like the '50s '60s. Nice. Like a big musician, that
0: does sound like a and, musician. and now he's yeah.
1: now he's kind of like now I think I'm I'm overtaking him a little bit in, in standings in Google. So so go. shout out to my SEO guys. Give him round of applause,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Ah. yeah. So what's uh, what's uh, what's it feel like to have a? How does it feel to know that your youngest brother is definitely on a wave? Faster trajectory at fame and fortune and and like the good life and like well men, women and cars. <laughs> and then you like i like, it's got to be rough, Vince. How do you deal with that every I day? I don't think
1: so much it is rough. As so much as it it's it's just like it's just like nice to see him get opportunities that you know Tony and I didn't necessarily get. And just like how you Like having a fucking
0: iPad? Yeah, seriously. Blows my mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, blows my mind that, you know, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was in high school. I know it was a crappy, like, uh, pay-as-you-go little plastic... James is
0: still in that first phase of Asian. There's four. I know I said three earlier. There's four. There's from the time when you're born to... I don't know puberty where you just look like you're three, and he still looks like he's three.
1: Yeah, he still fits in clothes that are like th- three or four years younger than they should be for him. Yeah, James is tiny. Yeah, but he I bet he's gonna get some big growth spurt later on because all the genetically modified food and all that crap. Yeah, but, he um, probably drinks milk. But I guess I like you know it. It doesn't feel bad. It just it's kind of like how we were talking about like Tom earlier, how like we're so proud to see him like grow. Yeah. Same way I'm like you know I'm so proud to see James have all be have these opportunities like you know, he's like, he has. Granted, he's kind of stereotypical Asian now, if I think about it. Like, he, he's in Taekwondo. <laughs> yeah. He he started taking viola lessons. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, he's been playing viola, like, a year and a half now. Like, those are all things that, like, you know, like... Damn, I want to get him playing viola for, like, like a scene where, like, someone's getting murdered. And he's playing no, it. no. And that's
1: why it was funny when you had him do your music video. That's so funny. But it's just, like, he's doing all these things that I, you know, like, I had wanted to do when I was a kid. And it was impossible because parents are working. There's no one to like shuttle me back and forth. But now you know more freedom. So I feel you know. Now you gotta be the older brother. How's that feel? Older brother slash uh, uh, reserve dad. Because I go to all his conferences. <laughs> oh yeah. I take. I go. Show. I show up for all his all the meetings and stuff. And the people are like, "Was that James' dad? Is that James's dad?" And I'm like, "No, I'm his brother." <laughs> <laughs> I just look like a dad. Fuck off or we'll go get haircuts or whatever he's like oh yeah do you want a haircut like dad I'm like yo
0: remember when we got a haircut at the racist barber and they thought you were my dad oh yeah that was suit vans <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude! Like, oh. dude,
1: I'm dying. Yeah, like he seemed like a nice guy. So I wouldn't just straight up call him racist. I just, it's just, just a nice guy. He says racist things. But okay, well you've seen him longer. You've seen him longer than I have, so I guess yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't no, pull that save there. I don't
0: know. I'm starting to. I'm starting to let things slide lately. It's just like. Can you really be mad at the guy? He's probably never had, like, real guacamole before. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there was some... Everyone is just scared of things they don't know. And some like... people are just so, like, old and that you just can't help but,
1: like, you know... It's just... They can't help thinking and saying things they do because... Yeah, of...
0: but, like, if, if I saw his ass, like... Oh shit! Uh, I'm I'm stuck, and this train is about to run them over. I'm like, man, you're fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, damn! You know what I mean? Spicy. Like, I know mean, I, mean? Okay. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to do any harm or anything. I you, but, like, but if, like, if, we, if not- he was in a situation where it's like, y'all help me out, I'm like, nah. You said that thing about Mexican people that I don't really <laughs> agree with. And but I feel like now it's like, that it's a zombie apocalypse, uh, but, but, I'm gonna I, let you die, dog. I, do I feel like there's like a
1: teachable moment there. Like, okay, so my story is again, I'm no teacher. <laughs> about, about, about another like old. Old, older white man who's got sort of like you know, uh, backwards or old school mentality. Oh when, my I, w- when I was sued, Vince, and working for a financial firm, like I was, I was you know <laughs> trying to meet this cl- this g- client, and he was an older dude, seventy some, who worked as like a pilot car company. Whatever. But my point is, we had this great talk about his finances, and then uh, he's like, you know, uh, you know, I think this a really great way to are doing, Vince. Like, I'm gonna talk to my wife about it. The only thing is, you know, uh, I guess gotta double check her because I'm not sure that like. You know, how she'd feel, you know, working with somebody so slant eyed. And
0: I'm just like
1: literally I'm just like, did he just say that? Like is this is real life? Is this twenty eight is this twenty sixteen or whatever this is? And I was like and just like you, I was like, okay, well if he calls back, maybe I'll hear him out, but I'm not gonna purposely try and get the business from him. So but at the same time, if he was if Somebody he was so slant But But if he was like on a train track see, see and, it, and a train was coming, I would pick him up just so I could say, yo, this slant-eyed motherfucker just saved your
0: life. <laughs> I don't know, Vince. <laughs> that's just so funny. Like, no, but today that's like that, that's like the only like
1: that's like the I guess that's the most Racist thing I've ever experienced In the sense that Like it was just like you, What the heck it? is this You lucky bastard Well there's probably more i probably repressed them all <laughs> Yeah 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 yeah. Probably repressed them all But that's just the most Like recent one That I can think <laughs> that of That was just so blatant I'm sorry But
0: that's so funny Oh it was like,
1: Thinking back It is hilarious And that, like
0: you know The mental games he's playing Where he's like Alright I'm just gonna say my wife is racist. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a make it a little less racist by saying, gotta talk to my racist wife. <laughs> the same time Look, Vince, <laughs> I like the Chow mein. Marianne, I just gotta talk to Marianne, see if she's okay with us having a little bit of soy sauce in her 401k. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel like that's what he was trying to it say. It was to just
1: you. so weird. Like, cause I got it, I was like, it's kind of like one of those, I don't know. It was just like time stopping. You're like, did that really happen? Like, what is this? Is this, like, real? Yeah, this, is this real life?
0: I'm getting punked right now. See, or? every time some some racist bullshit happens, it's always like that. It's always like, did I just step out of reality for a second? Is this really actually happening? Like, where the fuck am I? You know, like I always feel like that. Anytime I see some racist bullshit, like, it's always so shocking. And I'm like when am I going to be done being surprised at, at, like, racism? You know what I mean?
1: Well, and that's kind of, like, why my, my candid attitude has always been, like, so just, like, so blunt and so, like, affront about it. It's just, like, you know, if you can laugh at it, then it's a way of deflecting, like, what their intent is in a sense of like, you know, someone's trying to be racist towards me or whatever, and I can laugh at it. It, so, it doesn't
0: stick as much. It's It's nice now to be able to laugh at it, but... It's it's even better to be able to laugh at it not out of necessity because like I remember growing up always being in situations where I'd have to laugh at like Asian jokes just so like or I'd even be the ones to start the Asian jokes you See, know what I mean like and that's so different to me because like
1: I I for like better or worse like. Basically, grew, uh, grew up like the only Asian kid in school. That's because you went to a private school. Yeah, because I, I went to the white people. I went to the white people's school. Yeah, but literally. not
0: in, in the real world. In public school, where racism exists, <laughs>
1: Hey, I did punch a kid once in second grade because he was like, he was like, Vietnam's not a real country. You're just making up for attention. And I was like, damn,
0: someone just denied your whole everything. <laughs> you just First like... and
1: only time, because they had a three card system in elementary school: red, uh, green card, yellow
0: card, red card, red card. You get sent home. Only time I ever got a red. card. Straight, straight up
1: red card because i punched the I, kid i
0: imagine like you punched him and then he just fucking dove to the ground like a soccer player yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like pull the lebron james yeah yeah, yeah, yeah totally like rolling around crying and no, shit I, I
1: get you like you know dude i didn't even learn how to do the ironic thing about this is i didn't even learn how to make the stereotypical asian accent up until i got to college
0: the, and, oh, I le- dude, and i learned it from my white roommates the power <laughs> of the asian accent that's like that's why i don't do it anymore like you know sometimes i do it, but like most of the time I don't do it because like it just reminds me of like using it as a like a coping tool and like a icebreaker like unnecessarily, so like it's something that I don't know kind of like how I used to say the n word a lot just to overcompensate. You know what I mean? Yeah, then you have that talk with Tanner about who can use it. So yeah. now you're now you're educated. Yeah, I don't even think we had a, a decisive conclusion because he was like everybody should be able to say it, and I'm like I don't know, man. <laughs> i was like i was like i was like you can say that but i can't <laughs> i was like i just, yeah no that's why i just think it's
1: funny because like i have this i feel like this period of my life i have this period of my life where like i just tried so hard to fit into everything oh yeah that like it didn't ma- like it didn't really matter i might
0: still be there
1: i think we're all there <laughs> and then like it was weird like i think like my last year of college i had this kind of renaissance where like i really wanted to connect with like my asian like culture in a sense that like oh so dude, i
0: started joining like asian clubs yeah we all have a ching chong bing bong face, <laughs> face yeah, like, I when, it. when it's like like oh man i'm yeah, yeah. but it was well, the, same, the the crazy thing was that Some i wasn't never com- leave it
1: i wasn't comfortable in it it was just weird because like there you was, get
0: into it to find comfort but then it's not but, oh, everyone
1: there has got all these inside like jokes inside stuff and it's like you could can never feel like you were fully part of that culture but you never feel like you're fully part of the other culture too so it's like you're in the middle it's like where do you go like because one of it is because we grew up in South Dakota isolated like yeah literally I remember in high school like the introductions were like oh hey I'm Vince I'm the Asian kid from Montgomery oh hi I'm Kevin I'm the Asian kid from Roosevelt hey I'm Lena I'm the Asian kid from Lincoln you know that was literally the the, <laughs> convers- the first conversations the three of us ever had and it was like oh wow. hey I'm the Asian kid oh yeah I'm the Asian kid it in was, my neighborhood it was so, like yeah. wow like that that happened versus like when i went to when i went to school in chicago and there was like whole neighborhoods and communities and it was like they have so much history and so much like ties there like you just you're immediately you an outsider
0: like, yeah do you feel like feel it can go either way like being this isolated it can either make you like you either really want to embrace your culture or just like fucking let it go and i th- i think
1: i think we go through both phases and like definitely i'm on the co- i'm on the part now where like i i'm trying to like help preserve it and help pass it on hence why i'm doing so much stuff with like the the tet and the lunar so festival I every see year your ass
0: and like every once in a while once a year once a
1: year yeah when i when i do the opening introduction for your mom <laughs> so she can get up and speak and sing you know Opening ceremony. If it doesn't have your mom singing it, it's, like, gonna, it's, gonna shows, it's gonna be a failure. It's not a
0: show until a show. the Sam's mom sings. Yeah, it's not a show until <laughs> your mom gets yeah, up and dude. sings. Then it's like, okay, it's lukewarm. Yeah. Then, then, nah, nah. then she can get rolling. No, it's it's just
1: like that, that weird feeling because like you go through phases where you just want to be like everybody else, and then you go through a phase where you you regret you regret that, and you want to learn more about where you're from, and then it's just trying to balance all that, and you know cuz at the end of the day you are you and you just want to be yourself but it's tough when you've got the external pulls from you know yeah and yeah I know I I feel that you know all of us can relate to that a little bit
0: yeah no it's it's uh and like I think it really like uh how hard like like an immigrant holds on to like their uh like an ethnic person holds on to their culture really depends on like um like, relationship with their family, too. Because, like, for the longest time, I was just, like, I just associated being Vietnamese with being, like, a shitty family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's all I knew for the longest time. So, I was just, like, most times, I'm just, like, fuck being Vietnamese. I'm, like, it's nothing to be proud of. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, as I get older, I'm just, like, I don't know, man. Like, I re- Like, all you can really do is try to find, like, the positive aspects of everything positive i feel like i'm always the
1: guy who's like the rabble rouser like for example like i was not involved in like the viet culture or community around here growing up but like how did how did it end up that like i'm like the only person in our age demographic who actually knows how to like read and write vietnamese pretty decently well and i go out and i translate for people
0: i don't know man and, and it's, i feel it's like crazy. taking shots at lena i feel like she would disagree i feel like i'm not taking shots at anybody between between the I'm just, mo- like I'm candidates just, for most vietnamese millennial i'm not trying to say most vietnamese. you and lena it's pretty close i'm not trying
1: to say most vietnamese i'm just saying that like <laughs> like why is it that like when i go out and i and i've seen the interpreting rosters it's like that it's like me and then it's like a bunch of older people like yeah. like or parents age who are out interpreting and it's like to me it means that like the culture the language at least is not being passed on enough where people are, are wanting to do that or maybe they're not even here but then it's like but then the on the other side of the boat like when i try and get involved with like vietnamese people like when i was in college that one year where i was trying really hard to get more in touch with uh, my asian culture i went to like this vietnamese conference of like vietnamese like <laughs> college students One of the ones I like. What do you guys
0: talk about?
1: (laughs) It was weird. It was really weird. Like there was one like conference, like they split us in the workshops and crap like that. And one of the speakers was about, they were like super like anti like Vietnam and like Vietnamese, Vietnamese from Vietnam. It was like the weirdest topic ever. And I remember getting up and asking the whole room full of like all these Vietnamese college students from all over the country. I was like, so, like, how many of you have actually spent time in Vietnam that wasn't on a family vacation for more than two weeks? And, like, it was, like, two other people. And I was like, then why the hell are we making these judgments about people and the culture and the country and stuff when, like, you're just as much a stranger to it as, like, your white classmate or whatever? Because you don't really know a place or know the people until you've actually gotten a chance to live there for a while. And that's not two weeks on family vacation. Yeah. And I was like, "This is so weird to me." That like, again, we go to like these judge, these judge, these judgments that are quick to be made, and it's like, "I'm and I, I do it." I think
0: everyone does it. And well, it, is it basically just, <laughs> just like, I imagine like a Vietnamese convention is everyone's just like, "Oh my god, did you see Crazy Rich Asians?" <laughs> and I just like, I <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, you. this was before Crazy <laughs> yeah, Rich Asians,
1: but it was kind of like. It was interesting and it was really strange and I didn't feel like I fit in, and I was like maybe it's just because the I've just been successfully brainwashed by the masses or you know I'm too yeah. I'm too much of a twinkie or whatever you want to say. But I felt more comfortable with like with like my thirty or forty like white like fraternity brothers I've than all- I did at a, a Vietnamese convention.
0: I have only been to like one uh, like college convention. It was like my freshman year. I had no idea what I was I was getting myself into. It was on global materialism. Oh. That actually sounds like really like introspective and you get some good conversations out of that. I thought it dealt with textiles, cloths, materials. No, it was all Marxist ideas. It was a it was a Canadian like Marxist convention and I had cuz those are Marxist terms and I didn't know. I didn't know any Marxist oh. terms. I mean these fucking lectures with, like, people so, from Brazil and shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I had, dude, like, it was, like, a week of me having no idea. Like, they're all speaking English. I just still had no idea what the ideas were. Like, oh, my gosh. They're talking, like, Global North, like, <laughs> shit like that. Like, I'm just sitting here, like, I'm in way over my head. I'm just trying to be in Canada because I'm 18, and you can drink when, when you're 18 in Canada. Holla. So, yeah, that was, like. No, dude, fish out of water,
1: like that's that, so I, difficult. I
0: probably would have felt exact same experience going to a Vietnamese convention though. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these people
1: talking about? Well, and the thing I don't wanna get too is that like we don't know it, but like in places where there's huge
0: Vietnamese cultures, they have like Viet Scouts. What? Like literally Could Like I teach you how to like, okay, instead of tying a knot, we're gonna tie a knot fish
1: <laughs> no 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 like um it's like a cross between like between scouting and like a church group like so like oh, sorry, i didn't yes. make some pretty i did make some pretty like, good like, like <laughs>
0: making punji sticks and shit.
1: <laughs> i didn't make some pretty good vietnamese <laughs> friends while i was in chicago and you know when i come and visit their their families with them on the weekends i go you know go to church and all that stuff with them it was weird like there'd be whole age groups of kids the exact same way you know button up white shirt with a handkerchief color coordinated so like like depending on your level you had a different level handkerchief like blue red green and the older kids would teach the younger kids and it was full-on like a boy scout girl scout troop kind of thing with a little mix you know whatever and i was fascinated because like i was sort of like is this what I was missing out with, missing out on my entire life by being 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 raised in South Dakota, like <laughs> not being a part of this? <laughs>
0: you know, like, like I gotta be, and it's the only way I can be because I hate. I don't. I'm not. I'm not one of those people who has FOMO. Yeah, but I'm kind of glad that I was raised. Uh, that we were raised here in isolation from, like. Any sort of mass Asian subculture or anything, cause you
1: know, like I kind of have to agree with you. Like you um, know,
0: like I think that's the most Midwest and most American thing about us is like our, like I really appreciate my upbringing for how it's like shaped me to be as like individualistic as I am.
1: I, I like that, like we are defined by what we've done, what we what we're doing. Who we are, not so much, oh, you're Sam, you're Vince, you're a, you're an Asian kid raised in South Dakota.
0: I know, but if you plugged us out of here and you put us in California, we'd just be another Asian oh, definitely. Dude, I mean, dude with a camera. Dude, I milked that, that stuff that on my that, college. Yeah, the I, I, milked the that camera I milked that for my college <laughs> like, applications. Yeah, hey, dudes, yeah. <laughs> I'm an Asian
1: kid raised in South Dakota.
0: Yeah, but like in <laughs> California, we're just like every other Asian kid. We like shoes. We like fucking Honda Civics. We like fucking <laughs> taking photos and doing video shit and playing video games and League of Legends. It's like, but here, there's not that many Asians. So that's that, all that shit, like packaged together is kind of unique. No, totally. It's just like, what was it? I remember. But uh, like, me, you, uh, Kevin, Tommy. Thomas, we're all the same. We're all exactly the same. Except for Johnny. Johnny's got milky whites. Yeah, well, Johnny's part French or something. It He's just Scandinavian. makes so much sense. It yeah.
1: made so much sense. I didn't know that, and then I went to yeah. like work out. I took Johnny to the gym, and, uh, you know... If you look at his cheekbones, you can tell. I never had seen... I realized I hadn't seen Johnny's legs ever because he threw out some shorts to work out and they were super like milky white i'm like damn johnny like like you like turning white on me and he's like pretty pale guy he's like yeah it's because i'm part scandinavian i was like whoa mind blown (laughs) made so much sense no dude i totally get you like um i remember a while back there was like this like show like reality show called k-town or whatever it was supposed to be like the korean version of like um what is that other reality TV show, Jersey Shore or whatever that was oh, popping no. like years Dude, that back? That sounds
0: terrible. And, no,
1: it was terrible, and it just made me more and more realize like how like uncomfortable I am. Like you were saying, like how we were raised in an, like in an Asian culture community kind of thing. Like how how would we have turned out? Yeah. And I watched that I'd show. I'd probably
0: be like. Oh, my God. Do you want to go see Crazy Rich Asians? (laughs) We keep bringing that up. (laughs) All right, right, Vince, I got to wrap it up. I got to make a sandwich. Thank you so much for stopping by today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm more than happy to come back anytime. You you got any last things you want to say? Anything you want to tell people to go do, follow, whatever? Anything people should be looking out for?
1: Um. If you want personal plug, do you want like just like an inspirational? Whatever you message? want to
0: plug, inspirational message. Okay.
1: Well, I I guess you know we've been talking, we've been bouncing over all, all sorts of around from you know photo stuff to cultural stuff to whatever. I guess my end all be all is like you know be yourself, yeah. and at the same time like whatever it is you want to do. Like get out there and do it. You want to learn how just to do, do photos? It. Go on, just do photos. You want to learn how to do go this, to Vietnam
0: do... for six months and be like, yeah, I do photos now. You can
1: totally do that. Um, and the other thing too is like, you know, if you want to to learn more about uh, your culture, your heritage, do it, embrace do that it. Too. Do um, it's never too late to it's never too late to pick up anything. To be honest, like whether it be learning about your culture, learning whether it's learning a new hobby or a new skill, like you don't know until you try. That's right. Like, I didn't know I was allergic to, to cats until Sam's cat started walking all over me. And now I'm going to probably tear up and pass out from the allergy
0: mess. Awesome. Or the excitement. All right, Vince. Once again, thanks for stopping by. I love you See ya. So long.